Hey everybody, welcome. I'm trying a new radio voice out. How do you like it anyway? Welcome everybody to Supernatural Junkies. To another week here. I'm Alex. I'm Super. And Rob is here too. Pastor Rob, how are you? What's up, what's up? He's usually the junkie. How are you, Rob? I am feeling good today. Feeling great, feeling great. Wait a minute, isn't this the same day we... we... No, stop it. Don't give it away. They didn't have to know that. Gosh, Dr. Kimmon. Dr. Kimmon's here too. Well, you know why we had... You know why we had to wait? Because Rob was like, wait a minute, I'm here. And where's my huge... Drink, drink of, of Dr. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Pepper. I'm going to get, uh, what's it called? A, um... well, first, he ran out and he says, I'll be back so fast. And he did. And then we came up, well, now we got to wait for him to stop breathing. <laughs> yes, so I was breathing hard. too hard. <laughs> and you're like, okay, here I am sitting here drinking my matcha tea. I got something. I got my chai. I got my oh. matcha tea. Wow. So healthy. Mm. That's awesome. Lots of antioxidants. Yeah. Love healthy. We love healthy. Well, I told Kevin, I was like, you're a little loji last one, so we need to get you something yeah. to pep you up. <laughs> well, you know, Rob, how do you feel about green things? I have, <laughs> don't like anything green. But I, he likes cash. <laughs> he likes cash. Yes. <laughs> like cash. Yes. I like emeralds. Yes. yes. Green things. I like broccoli. Yep. You know what I don't like, though, is broccoli burp. Ooh, I don't know what those are like. Yeah, you know, it's so funny you said that because we're talking to the kids. The, uh, I don't, non sequitur. I know, it's so weird. Nobody's ever used to me changing subject non sequitur. Um, <laughs> I'm not distracted, girl. Um, and we're talking about um, like broccoli. Or I don't know why. Anyway, the, I was telling the boys about the movie Venom that Kevin and I watched the other day. And I said, you know how gross, like raw, like I like raw broccoli and raw cauliflower. And I was like, but. Um, I get the worst cauliflower burps after and I was like <laughs> and so like Venom eats people and I was like wouldn't those burps like be so disgusting Ooh, wow <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and, like, that's Jeffrey Dahmer he'll be able to tell you I know and the boys and I were like ew that must be so gross and I was like yeah that would be the most disgusting burps ever like way worse than raw cauliflower <laughs> <laughs> anyway that would be a true statement so <laughs> we were going to start out the show with supernatural stories yeah. right yeah. And we have one of a man mm-hmm. named Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah, we're changing. Of course, yeah, I know. I like I liked the echo <laughs> effect. Well, very professional. Try and get some real echo effect. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we um still learning the sound stuff, but uh, for now, I'm just going to Matt, Matt, Matt. Well, actually, I said it that many times, so I didn't forget. When, I should write it down, too, so I don't mess it up here. But anyway, so Matt. Changing the name of the innocent. <laughs> Matt. So what had happened was, (laughs) is I got received this call from a lady that her friend uh, had neuropathy, had no feeling in his. What is um, neuropathy? Yes, well, not being a doctor, I'll give you my version of what (laughs) I think it is. Probably is no, he had no feeling in his feet, in his feet at all. (laughs) Yes, feelings. So yeah, his feelings were hurt because he had no feeling. <laughs> I'm working on my vocals, 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 vocals. Anyways, <laughs> so he couldn't feel his feet, mm-hmm. nothing at all. So, anyways, go over and pray for him. And the Lord did His thing. He hadn't been able to feel his 
any anything in his feet at all for I believe it was twelve years. It was either twelve or seventeen. We'll go with twelve because it's the lesser of the two. And um, so I then I told him I said close your eyes because I wanted to make sure you know it's not like mental <laughs> or anything. And so then I barely touched his toes and I said raise your hand whenever I touch your toe or whatever. And he did a hundred percent healed. A hundred percent the Lord healed him right there. It literally was only about a five minute prayer. And prior to that we actually baptized him in a tub. It was the most fun I've had baptizing some. Yes, it was amazing. (laughs) But here's the funny part, though, is two weeks later, I kid you not, well, about three weeks later, two, three weeks later, he calls me and says, hey, my feet really hurt. Can you come and pray for my feet because they hurt? Because, you know, when you go 12 years... Having no, no feeling, feelings, yeah. you know, his, I mean, he had broken toes and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So now he's in pain. I'm like going, I don't know. We'll have to pray to God and see what he does with yeah. that. I've never had anyone call for a reverse healing before. So wow. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyways. So. I've got a supernatural story. I can top that. Yay! Top it! Top it! Top it! <laughs> Do you guys remember like that um, witch movie with um, the girl that's related to Blake Lively? I mean, not that, that this has anything to do with I that. Top, oh, do you remember that? Yeah, she's my celebrity These crush. These celebrities, she, yeah, she's yeah. really pretty. But um, her sister, anyway, lively. Um, but that witch movie where they like top that and that whole rap, just me, anyway. So Darn, like, I don't um, know that one. Oh, it's it's a witch movie. It's really good from like the eighties. Charms? No, it's not oh. bewitched. No, no, it's it's really. Hmm. But any, I, don't, I don't know. Story, I'll find out with the I'll new find it on YouTube. But it's tonight. really funny. But anyway, um, I'm gonna tell one from when I was little. Because I know I have the baby hands on backwards, but um, so uh, and this is this is really bad because all the Christians are gonna be like, oh, it's a it's a Ouija board story, because you know, like I mean, you know, this is like the seventies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like um, you go to your friend's house and like that, you know, they have Ouija boards. Right? Yeah, it was and, um, in the toy section. Remember? Oh yeah, like, no. what was that? Um, um, Patel well, or something? Patel, yeah, yeah. Our, our, one of I don't know one of those. Nabisco, no, that's well, <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, the Ouija board origins, right? Were um, it was like uh, people used to hold these parties or people, and they would be like, "What are we going to do for fun?" Um, Let's see who has a demon in them. <laughs> right. I know. And spiritualists used to be invited to people's parties to come, and mm. they would, you know, channel your dead relatives because this was like right after the Great Depression. So a lot of people had committed suicides, and um, mm. and so at parties uh, when the economy started to pick up again, they would you know hold these parties and they would have spiritualists, and so and people were like um, sort of enthralled with the idea, and so uh, somebody came and pitched the idea about the Ouija board, and I don't know the game people whoever picked it up they said oh we love that idea, so they came up with the idea of the Ouija board because then that way people could do it whenever they wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it really took off. And so from that point on, yeah, that's what it was for, for people mm-hmm. to be able to do that at home on their own, which is really mm-hmm. bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> so went over to my friend's house, you know, and this was in the uh, like 70s, maybe early 80s. And um, went into a room and I was like, I don't know what this is. And because um, Catholic school, I don't know. And so my friend told me and <laughs> so we're all, you know, and there was like probably like seven or eight of us. And so we're doing it like, yeah. And so um, the planchette, you know, that moves around the board. And I was like, are you guys moving this? And they're like, no, no, no. And I was like, it was really weird. And um, I had my hands on it and one other girl, and it was answering questions. Like yesterday, I was like, I don't know if I believe this. Like, so one of you must be moving. And we swore that they were. And so we asked it to spell out its name and it said its name was Rupert. And um, we were asking it all these questions, like very specific questions. Like one of the girls liked this boy and we asked it how old the boy was because she didn't know. Because at the roller rink, and it told the us, rink. yeah, awesome. and it told us, and it said that he was like twenty nine or thirty, and we're like, no, Whoa. yeah, we're like, no way, you know, 
And then we said, um, uh, does he have a girlfriend? And it said, no, wife. It spelled out wife. And we're like, what? He's got a wife. Like, it was weird. And, and then we're like, he's, this is crazy. No, we, just like, who's moving it? Because you guys are lying. And then we, and, I, and then I'm like, well, if you're really here, give us a sign. And so she, where she lived, like in the room, you know, because we have the lights out, of course, right? And it was during the day, though. Um, it was a first floor room. And the, the way their house was, the bedroom was in the backyard, right? But the tree was on the, it was a big tree, but it was way, way across the yard. And there was no, it was a big tree, but their branches were nowhere close. I mean, they were in the other person's yard. It was nowhere near. And we're like, well, give us a sign. All of a sudden, smack up against the window. We all like dropped what we were doing and screamed and ran out the window. I mean, ran out the door to see if, Anybody was back there. Nobody was back there. Mm. Um, but I never played it again from that moment on because it was so freaked out. Come to find out, though, months later, that that boy really was 29 years old and oh, sure, he sure. was married. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just real. Listen, yeah. folks, the black magic <laughs> is real. Witchcraft Do is not real. Mess, stay away yeah, from it. Stay it away from the Ouija board. Yeah, because that's something you need deliverance from later. Do Absolutely. not mess with the Ouija board. Yeah, that opens do doors. That opens portals. It's Absolutely. not cool. Um, but, you know. Being young, you know, What's stupid. What's that vampire tradition, you know, that if they meet you at the door, they can't come in, right? Unless, Unless you, you invite, invite them, them in. in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Did you see them. what just happened there? Yeah, do not mm-hmm. invite them in. Yeah, you're inviting yeah. them in. That's yeah. what you're doing. And but they're it, dying to come in, too. Yeah, they I love don't. to come in. Yeah. Please, please. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's real, folks. Yep. I like my story better, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have other stories about Mark, because I have we had... We do. Yes. Matt, Matt. Uh, sorry. <laughs> But we have <laughs> darn it. Shoot. It's actually Shoot. uh what? Uh Yeah, but we we do. He's got um other uh, very spooky stories to where uh yeah, we've had to go and do some clearings for him. So Ooh, we should save those for next time. Yeah, yeah, those are good stories. Cuz um there's been several, yeah, pretty we, crazy we, we stories. There like four or five times, right? Oh yeah. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, some I pretty crazy stories. Yeah, yeah good ones. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, here's where we're going, guys. Yay! Um, this, where are we going, Kat? Th- this is the genetic manipulation in the Bible episode, and this is 5.5 because we couldn't get through it last time. Mm. And really what we covered last time is that when you tell people that this vaccine get your is bingo genetic... Cards out. Like, get your fingers cards right? When this vaccine is genetic therapy, okay, or genetic manipulation, nobody really goes and sees that as a problem. They just don't. That just doesn't even occur to them. And that's because we have lost the genetic narratives of the Bible, right? We went right back to really the first prophecy in the Bible, Genesis, the sixth chapter, which was talking about that there really were going to be two seeds, two kinds of people, right? And so that means the war of the seed, there was going to be enmity between these two people groups. And then that kind of tied into Genesis, the sixth chapter, because you're like, well, where are these two people groups? And so the Genesis 6 chapter is probably the craziest chapter in the Bible. Why was that, Rob? Because there was what? Huh? What? Huh? Well, Genesis 6. Why was it so crazy? Well, it was a lot going on when the fallen angels came down and took wives out of their homes. And we don't know what happened. But remember, they came back what? Pregnant. Pregnant. So. It's really just this narrative. It's weird. You're like, wait a minute. There's no sex in heaven, right? That's what we think. And and, then we think, oh, well, how did they have... How did fallen angels have sex with women and then produce you know children but again that narrative is silly at this point with technology that we're talking about you can have a baby with anybody as long as you get a dna swap right and that's all it really takes now now they can mix like three people's dna and create a baby it's totally Mm -hmm. where they're going in europe but the the point is is that 
we don't know what happened, but those women came back pregnant. Mm -hmm. And when they had those children, they were extraordinary in every way, right? They were very, very different. We talked about not just how tall they were, but they had a very different appearance. We also know like Goliath's brothers had six fingers and fixed six toes. You can't you can't have all these genetic changes, right? And then there's the the lore, right? Not only that we're just stronger, but the Rephaim really means the word Rephaim means to heal, to mend. They seem to be able to heal. And mm-hmm. so it was not a coincidence that David cut his head off, right? So you start to realize these things had powers that were just, you know, not talked about. And this lore makes it into every mythology, right? Mm-hmm. It goes all the way back to the Epic of Gilgamesh, you know. You look at the Greek mythology. What did it always be? The sons of God had what? Some kind of relations with human ra- uh, women. Ham relations. That's right. And they had they had demigods, right? And that's what these... And nep- Demi more. And Demi more, right? <laughs> so this is the lore of all that. And then we talked about how the Bible said the last kingdom on the face of the earth would have two kinds of people in it and these people wouldn't get along they'd be like iron and clay they just don't mix and what made them different well one had unmingled seed and other had mingled seed right and we talked about how these are all these genetic narratives that the bible talks about and how it's very important and you know when you think about the nephilim there was clearly a war there they were commanded to be killed and yet other you know, let's just say non-Israelites. They always talk about, oh, it's Israel. It's all about being purebred Israelite, right? No, that's why Rahab the harlot, right? And then Ruth was also, these people are in God's bloodlines. It was always about the heart, right? Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. these people were different. They were from those giant land, those, especially the Anakin, for example, right? And we have Og, King of Bashan. So these all these narratives. Anakin there. Skywalker? Mm, that's probably why they call them that. I never noticed that. <laughs> that's true, though. It's true. That's probably why they do. Uh-huh. But, you know, interesting enough, though, like you're saying, um, it's so important because people are like, oh, the God of the Old Testament is this monster. You'll hear crazy things like that, or the God of the Old Testament versus the God of the New Testament. Look, they had to be taken out. They had to be away. And that's why it was men, women, children, and the animals because of that whole species if you will because it's a different species at that point had to be exterminated um for and, lack of better terms i mean and, that's why it had to happen guys and, it had and to ag- happen again that's based upon translations that's based mm-hmm. upon thousands of years later and some of those things where they said they killed every one of them man woman child we still see that some of that you know clan or race was still still around so it sure, could have been sure. like saying hyperbole. you know of her hyperbole right right so you know they're they're was saying well the lightning killed right, the canadians right, right? you see what right. i'm saying so it, we don't understand all of that but the point of the matter is that do people push that back on god as if it, right it's really him, him being unmerciful me. right exactly but the point is exactly. if these aren't his children right Right. Right. And these children are clearly at war with his children. Right. Right. right? He's then just looking out for us. He's just being a good out. dad. He's Ex- being a good, good father. He's being I mean, a good dad. That's what he's dad. doing. There right? we go. So then we talked about the kinsman redeemer idea, yeah. right? That if Jesus wasn't related to us, right? And the Bible comes right out and says, a blood, okay, of a goat, a ram cannot save us. It had to be the blood of what? A human being, mm-hmm. right? Even Nephilim wouldn't have qualified, right? Right. And um, then we get to what our obsession with the superheroes, right? So you, you look at this idea that our DNA, right, is really something that God wrote. It's, it's his book that defines what he did when he created us. And when he wrote it, it actually brings reality into existence, right? So when you run that through, what else is DNA? It is the instructions and the template 
to your body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So when you think about the Holy Spirit and being the temple, right, the body, right? Where are you going with that, Rob? Oh, you're, I think we're heading to the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Could that be where you're going with that? <laughs> no, no. I, or you, which part? You which tell part? me, Rob. Which part? Yeah, no. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, we know, is the uh, only unforgivable sin that's talked about, right? So, and what does that mean? What does it actually mean? I, I get asked that all the time. Rob, what does, Pastor Rob, what does blasphemy of the Holy Spirit mean? Uh, there's a couple things. Is one, and we can get into some doctrine things, but anyways, one is if you said, uh, when the Pharisees said to Jesus, you know, that his miracles were that of the devil, meaning that he's, you know, he must be some sort of demon to be able to do what he's doing. That's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So anyways, um, would you want me to say more about that? Anything you want to say there, you know, the reality is we have talked about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, you know, but again, did we forget that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. so you start to think about this, you know, all the people that are going to worship, you know, the beast. To me, that's really a strange thing, you know, because when you think about worship, there's a lot of jerks out there and there's no <laughs> way they're going to worship God and there's no way they're going to worship Satan. Right. You know? So well, not is, knowingly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you think about if you start to distill down, what really is it? You know, the blaspheming of the, the Holy Spirit is that it's the Holy Spirit that actually reveals that Jesus is Lord. Right. And so you think about that it's if you don't know that Jesus is Lord, those three really words are the ultimate reality. If you can't understand and know that Jesus is Lord, then you don't know reality. You don't know goodness. You don't know love. You don't know any of those things. You don't have a relationship with those things. And so if the Holy Spirit, we depend on him to do that, you know, so he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And whose job is it to show us that? That's the Holy Spirit. Right, exactly. And that's why we have to know Jesus. That's why we have to accept him. So we have the same God that raised Jesus from the dead who's at the Holy Spirit inside of us. So anyways, again, that's where the famous passage of John 3:16 comes in of course so because we once we have that prayer and once we get to know him and repent and and take him into our hearts and then we're good we're going we're going to heaven boys and girls so climb on it's fun and um I love evangelism because of that because you know without Jesus it's um you know we don't have the inheritance so and you know you you think through some of that for me it just it's Jesus left you know, and you'd be like, why are you leaving here? I mean, come on, stay here with us. Mm. He says, no, it's better that I leave yes, yes. so that the Holy Spirit could come. Right? That's right. And that Holy Spirit is is really the spirit of God that walked and talked with us in the Garden of Eden. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, where is that spirit? Well, it's inside of us. You know, I mean, and if you think about it and I've, I've heard this said before, is that, you know, look, uh, we know God is omnipresent. Right. But if we want to talk to Jesus, what we have done, we have to get on a plane. We have to go over the ocean. We have to go to wait in some long line to go talk to him, right? But now we have the Holy Spirit inside us. We can speak to him at any time. He's right in us. So um, that I believe that's what he meant by um, better, you know, that we'd be better with him. Now, so so you, you look at the temple. There's been a lot of, there was a tabernacle. There's a temple. And every, every bit of it is very specific, specific measurements, the whole deal. If you change those measurements... Right? What have you done to that temple? You've defiled it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, the idea can a holy God okay, inhabit an unholy temple? Right. 
if we desecrate God's tabernacle, our body, is it possible that we blaspheme the Holy Spirit, right? Mm. Is mm. it dangerous to destroy God's temple? Okay, here we go. I could literally put all of my doctrine on one verse. Right. First Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. This is what it says. You mean what I do with my body is important, right? Oh, that, so, no, that just so reminds me of um, Dr. Michael Heiser talking about um, Leviticus, even the things, sorry, I'm so sorry, but sorry. No, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. But he was talking about, you know, things in Leviticus, especially because people tend to get so bored through that. But um, especially when, when you start talking about those uh, rules, right? Um, but there's actually very real reasons for those rules because God has standards, right? But when you come to receive him and give him things, there are rules, but also those rules were very necessary. People didn't realize like, um, like especially when he talks about someone being sick or having leprosy and then when they show up clean, he's like, you have to realize that if they saw blood, like to them that was death right mm -hmm. so that um and all they knew was like oh i see blood so that means that for seven days you have to do this before you come to me you cannot walk into the house of god with that lest you defile the house of god right right well remember yeah. the, the the woman that you know again she had the issue of blood see so right. that made her unclean yes but here's what i'm trying to get Sorry. at is your body important <laughs> i mean christians walk around as if this is not important and as if this isn't the temple, right? Now listen to this verse. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Okay, that's pretty good. And we all quote that. Mm -hmm. But we forget the next part. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him, right? For God's temple is holy and you are that temple, okay? anybody that destroys the temple can DNA can changing your DNA destroy God's temple no absolutely and so what you're saying is you're making a great point and this is what so many people miss they said oh well it, that ended the blessing of the Holy Spirit after Jesus died on the cross now the only way you can do that is if unless you're saved but there's a perfect example right there by that verse and change the DNA and that's what we're trying to get at people it, it you know you can this is the verse right there it says it all you know, you think about sins, but the bottom line is it's about the temple, right? And this is exactly what it says here. If anyone destroys the temple, okay, he will destroy them. Why? Because they are no longer his. They have defiled it. And a holy God cannot do what? Have fellowship. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this because I, I've been saying it a lot. But it's really simple to tell the difference between love and hate. Okay, while love can never agree with hate, it always will give hate the choice. But hate will not do the same thing, mm. right? And so here you see this perfect example that while God came and died for us, okay, God cannot love hate, right? And God cannot put up with a defilement of the body. If you destroy your body, and you tell me, explaining to me how changing our DNA is not potentially changing and destroying our body now ask yourself this question if if the mark of the beast is something that is done to our bodies in other words they need access to our bodies okay and it's an unforgivable sin then how is there not a connection they must be destroying our body in some way right 
It can't be a coincidence that the temple of the Holy Spirit is somehow defiled. And it can't be a coincidence that the other unforgivable sin is that what? Blaspheming the Holy Spirit. This is where the intersection is. And this is why this verse alone is telling us, yes, if they get access to your body and they defile it or destroy it in some way, God will destroy them. And this is God telling you, you can't be saved if you, do, if you destroy the temple. Mm-hmm. So you can't say they didn't tell you. I mean, you can't say that. And so people say, well, I don't understand. I don't understand the book of Revelation. Well, it's right here in 1 Corinthians too. So again, we got to get in our Bibles. And I don't know why this is not talked about like we always say all the time. Well, if you, if you say that the deception that's coming, right, is something that if it was possible, it's so good, it would deceive the very elect. Mm-hmm. That means it's implying that the people, and when we talk about elect, we're talking about a healthy, strong relationship with God. Right, and and right. we're talking about the idea of knowing God's word, right? Mm-hmm. Why would we, as, as Christians, as pastors, okay, as church leaders, why would we train a generation that is anything less than elect, right? Why would we be preaching salvation and not discipling people, right, where they actually know God's word? Why would we purposely avoid all of these genetic passages because they're just too good aren't we doing exactly what mr fauci does you're just not smart enough to understand this it's too controversial so we're just going to skip it and that's exactly what they're doing to us well because you know in the great commission it said to go out and make like you said disciples so not just say a quick little prayer at the end of church and then leave people on their own not that that doesn't cut it Again, we have to make disciples, and what does that mean? We have to teach them. We have to teach. And so you just can't just, again, just lead someone to the Lord and just leave them hanging, you know? That's why it's so important to have fellowship. It's so important, you know, get into a life group. It's so important to stay in your Bibles. It's just not about a little prayer, and you just live a normal life after that. Well, that's why we're here. We're here to ask you and us and really the world these questions. But here's the question I'm going to ask you now. If the goal wasn't just for Jesus to come and die for us. Jesus's goal was to leave us so that the Holy Spirit could come. Right. Right. You start to see, okay, well, you talk to the Baptists, right? And you talk to a lot of groups. What's the goal? Well, to get people saved, right? And then, or to make disciples. And you you talk to some of the Pentecostals and what what do they want? They want them to be spirit-filled, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the idea that, yes, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we're living and breathing and acting all that out, right? So let me ask you the question. So the question is, what does Satan want? If you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, okay, what does he want to do? Sex, drugs, rock and roll? (laughs) He wants to destroy it. (laughs) Absolutely. But what does he want inside of you instead of God? Well, he wants him. And what do we call that when Satan has taken possession of you? We call that demonic possession. possession. Not oppression. It, that's literally. Exactly. Not, this is know, not, not oppression. demonic oppression. Right. This is demonic possession. And because oppression means to keep something down, to keep it down. But when you are, you know, possessed, that means it has possession of you. And what mark does Satan put on us? that shows we are his property. It's the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast, the reason why they all worship him is because the spirit, and we're gonna talk about the opening of the abyss, but the spirit that comes into the Antichrist 
okay, that actually possesses him somewhere, could be in the middle of the tribulation, but it happens after the abyss is open because the spirit that's going to be in the Antichrist, and what are all those spirits in prison doing now? They're worshiping him, right? He's the king of the abyss. We're right. going to totally broke, break open that. But what I'm trying to say here is it's simple. If you understand what God's goal is, right? And we talked about how God wants to hold your hand. Therefore, Satan wants to hold your hand, your right hand, not any hand, your right hand, right? And here we have God, what? Coming and dying on the cross, leaving so that God could walk and talk with us in the, in the garden of our own heart every day, right? And what does Satan want? He wants to demonically possess us the same way that the Holy Spirit possesses us now. And what did God just tell us, right? He says that if you defile that temple, you destroy that temple, God will destroy the person who does that, right? And this is why the mark of the beast is not just a mark. It defiles the temple, it destroys the temple, and it marks you for demonic possession, which is why I believe these people will worship the beast because they are no longer possessed, right? By what? Their own spirit, they're possessed by demonic entities. Right? And we'll talk about the opening of the abyss and that these are spirits. These are disembodied spirits, which means they don't have a body. They need a body. And I believe the mark of the beast marks the body that, that are available. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So this yep. is why we have this, this obedience. But, if, but wait, if you could um, somehow push something about themselves, if only... if only there were some way to push their own consciousness out of their memory by <laughs> opening their blood to brain stem and you had some kind of technology that could mess with that and change their memories how would how would you do that well, we're going to talk about technology but <laughs> oh, hmm. the reality is there are plenty of technologies available now I know. that mm -hmm. clearly would we, destroy what? your body and and again, if you do it, if you make the choice to do it, right? God says he will destroy you because of that, right? Right. And it's, yeah. it comes down to disobedience, right? Mm -hmm. And and does anybody understand why a fruit somehow started this whole thing? Well, we know it was disobedience, right? And so there is a point where we're seeing not an end to grace, but a, a, high, a limit to grace that somehow, again, making the case here, if the mark of the beast needs our body, and the body Bible tells us that if we destroy the temple, right, you will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And then that's exactly what it says will happen to the mark of the beast. And they need that access. So yeah. that's why I think mm -hmm. this is all the same thing we're yeah. talking about. But imagine, guys, just for a second, imagine if if you've listened to all the episodes, right? So you, you kind of know a little bit of what we're talking about. Imagine how many bodies there are to take over. Oh, wow. Yeah, just, just for a second. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, imagine how many there are in the abyss and how many bodies there are to take over now. Mm. Well, and you know, it, I hate to say this, but when it comes to access to your body, the reason why I often say this is all, even the politics, all the politics in America, both parties are still pro-vaccine right yeah and and that's where that leads us and all of the distractions and the fighting between the two parties yeah. still ends up doing what at the end of the day right yeah. giving access to our bodies know. you know yeah Which so kind of disturbing but um that's super messed up and you know the other thing is that um i i think uh, the why this is so wild 
is because on some level with all the desensitization to um you know the demonic and that whole thing with you know you turn on a tv and it's everywhere um i don't think people think any of that is real any of this what we're, we're talking about right in this moment is real because there's the world is media hollywood is obsessed with demonic things yes and so it's it's a game it's the it's the movie of the i mean how many satanic horrible horror movies are on like available to stream at Anytime there's entire channels, there's I the mean the horror movie industry, it's yeah. billions of dollars. And, like, and, where, and where do you think they got those ideas from? Right, right you know, where do you think they got them? And if you listen to people who have true demonic experiences, um, the mm. stuff that you're seeing, folks, mm. it's dead on. It, it you, is absolutely. Where do you real. think they got those ideas from? You, you know, it's absolutely real. And I actually, yeah. I literally just did a sermon on Sunday about yeah. this, and it was called "Casting Out Demons." And I've never heard someone else do a sermon on it before, so I was really excited to do it. And I was telling, I was listen, folks, this is real. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you watch those TV shows, um, and if you've ever uh, dealt with any sort of uh, watching like, or talking to somebody who's had demonic possession or anything happen and you would be shocked how mm. dead on um, some of these fic- so-called quote-unquote fictional shows are about um, the demonic world and what they get right it would blow you away it would blow you away you're like somebody on your writing team knows way too much about this that's how right. is that possible right yeah and that's what they're reading our playbook. Oh, I mean, totally. Well, totally. I, they're not reading. No, they they know because well, they're in on something. They've experienced something. They've right. they're um, they've had some demonic interaction somewhere. Or they're currently having it. Yeah, yeah, too, for if sure. You think about you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. But um, and so that's what that's the side that people watching don't really understand. Right. You guys, this is just entertainment. But the truth is, is that person, somebody on their writing team, somebody talked to somebody who's had some real demonic interaction because they're getting it dead on. Mm-hmm. And um, until I was like, <laughs> had seen some of this stuff and, and heard it, I didn't know either. And then you're like, holy cow, that's scary. It should be because more of it is real than you you realize. Yeah, well, I have a group yeah. of friends that um, are not Christians, and even some who are, and um, but they use literally use the word. You really believe all that hocus pocus stuff? <laughs> I believe that was the term. I literally heard that two weeks ago, or it was a fight night at someone's house, and they said, "You really believe that hocus pocus?" I was like, "Oh my um, goodness, that's so scary." Yeah. That There's they don't still know a this. few people like that, but honestly, our world is obsessed with the supernatural. Right? Okay, the ghost. I mean, every every television channel has mm-hmm. ghost stories, right? So yeah. people are obsessed with their supernatural and the, there's right. a few of those people that are out there and those people are going to love where we're going now because guess what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about aliens um, and guess what? what why are we going to do that because i'm going to show you what? that the that the alien phenomenon <laughs> has du- direct connections to what your bible and everything we've been talking about so okay. if you've been to our Facebook page, Instagram, or Twitter, <laughs> you'll see that we just posted a new uh, cover, and you will see little aliens on there. Yeah. So and now little this will explain man. it. So here's a great thing to know. The Bible has always said, <laughs> we are not alone, right? And so who are those people, right? What's these other entities in the world? The Bible says that God had other children, <laughs> and these, we call them a lot of times commonly as angels, right? So once you start to understand that, it's important to realize that there was a war in heaven and that we had a split, right? Where one third of the angels went one direction. And Mm -hmm. what do we call those kind of angels? 
fallen fallen angels, Jerks. right? <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> now here's the here's well, the. I'm sorry, I gotta say this real quick. I wonder how many people either turned off their podcast or turned it up or like <laughs> leaned in a little more. So hey, wait a minute. Now I'm interested. As soon as we said the word aliens, <laughs> you know what I mean. It could go either front. Yeah, so right. I listen. Everyone, just listen. Listen to what we're saying here. Okay, right. just listen. So don't go anywhere. Don't no, no. tune out. Don't do. Don't freak out on us right, <laughs> right now. Okay. Right. Let, let follow us here. Okay. Sorry. Now, here's the thing. What if I told you as a Christian, and again, you don't believe any of these hocus pocus, and you can't believe I'm talking about this stuff. Right. Well, I haven't seen any aliens either, okay? Just just to be clear. But <laughs> you haven't? Nope. Where have you been? Nope. Not me. I haven't. Guys. Sorry. Yeah, haven't been abducted. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be surprised at some of the things that I'm going to say, okay? The first thing is I'm going to say is the fact that Christians aren't talking about aliens is absolute foolishness first of all more people now believe in america that in aliens more than they believe in god now that alone Mm. tells us that christians should be talking about it absolutely when when we don't talk about something and satan and the world are okay um that just we're only giving one side of the story shame on us it's totally a shame on us so that's what i'm talking about so, you know, Alex and I, we watched some of the, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the the movie, not the movie, but the TV show Ancient Aliens. Right? Oh, yeah. The guy with the hair. <laughs> yes. Love it. I haven't seen it. Tell oh. us about that show, baby. Oh. <laughs> it's complete. First of all, it's complete fabrication. They, you know, they take pieces of the Bible and they twist it to mean something. It doesn't entirely admit. <laughs> it's First, it's a gross misinterpretation of the Bible. There's a lot of debunking. There's several of them on <laughs> so YouTube. So but bad. at the same time, you know, I love that show. And I'll tell you it why. It is fascinating. I'll tell it's, you why. It's, it's yeah. his hair. No, no it, it is his <laughs> it's hair. It's all about it's the hair. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's because you and I don't have any. But That's like, why you're so obsessed no, with the hair. And every season it gets crazier and bigger. It, it seems like it. Yeah, I think it's intentional. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I love the opening. It says, who were they? Where did they go? <laughs> when will they uh-huh. return? Right? I'm going to go watch it now. That yeah. got me. Oh, right and it's there. on for like so many seasons. Yes, it's really? got millions How many? of seasons. I don't like know. Like 16, 17. Yeah, I have never crazy. It's pretty ever crazy. seen it. Yeah. Hmm. And so, you know, when you go through it, and so what they do is they tend, the, so they'll take a piece of, you know, and they'll say, it's in the Bible. But with. <laughs> so messed up because they they mix the timelines they do they twist the words it, um, to me what they want so if you actually then there's a couple um bible documentaries as well that will go through and be like yeah but that's they took this piece from here that piece from here to twist it and mean what they want it to mean and uh you know they misrepresent so um it's complete Stephen Bankars actually has some really great stuff about you know like debunking them and going through and being like no that's not what that was there's one on youtube as well that yeah. you know, when they talk about saying some things just weren't possible in those days they go through and debunk a lot of that so there's no doubt that that show is full of lies mm-hmm. um but again completely um, but it is interesting to watch because it's one of those things where you fun. have as long to as you re- enter it with that knowing it's you could lie. really say though that it is convincing to the general population sure. do you see and so this is why something's happened more people believe in aliens than God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that means when you try and talk to somebody about God, they don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. You right. see, more than ever before, people don't believe in God. So when you talk about God or the God of the Bible, right? But all that really means is that God is an alien because they don't know who he is anymore. Well, right? he is an interdimensional being. Right. Right. And and I think some of that comes from the fact that 
it's the not fully understanding the Bible in its context, right? right? Because the Bible is full of the supernatural, yes, right? Um, but how many times, depending on you know uh, the church that you go to, how deeply do they go into that? Exactly. Most of them, not at all. Let's well, not. Oh, let's not go there. Well, let's, let's just get more shocking, okay? Because there's a movie out, and we both watched it. It's called Extraordinary: The Seating. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh on gosh, Amazon so Prime, and it is really. Oh wow! It's a, it's quite the deal. Yeah. What yeah, was yeah. your take on that? Um. Well, uh, it was interesting to say the least. Um, first of all, apparently aliens are obsessed with, um, they want your baby. They want my baby. They want your baby. <laughs> they want your seed. They want all our cheerings. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, can you be my baby mommy and my baby daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, they are, right? It's totally the truth. No, wow. you, you have the testimony. And how many women do you think there were? It was like eight to ten of them on there? Yeah, and they were the one is like, they had done taking like 35,000 on my babies. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. And no, she, I mean, <laughs> she's like, it hurt so bad when it took me up. She's like, I made an entire YouTube career out of having like so many babies. They took eggs. It was so painful. But she, and like, she was like, <laughs> she loved it. She was crazy. Mm. Um, but she, like, she, at some point, you know, she's like, I made a whole YouTube life out of it, you know, talking yeah. about it. Uh, well, there's a few of them on there but, that you can men, clearly see. Men, too. They were very traumatized by it. Yep. So this is a documentary? Oh, yeah. Oh, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's quite is long. Is it just one? Or? It, There's it, multiple ones I could tell you about, but that one in particular that, was very one, stunning. Okay, got it. But let me, get to the, let me get to the gist of this. No, I was not done talking about oh, all the molestations <laughs> and even really? taking up there and had their seeds and stuff taken. And, um, and they're like, and I saw my babies. <laughs> and they're like, wow. what? No, and they were like talking like, and she was like six years old. And it was so <laughs> crazy but apparently you're like yeah that's what the aliens want they just want to mix their dna with our dna and have all alien half alien hybrid babies you know you're like um okay i wish you always talked like that that is so <laughs> it's awesome like, it, was, <laughs> it was wild you know if i was thinking in any kind of rational left brain way it would probably have been more entertaining but here's the problem these women were taken mm-hmm. and they said they came and men. back and, and men, men yeah. and they came back and they were pregnant mm. right no but th- but well not in, yes they were but yeah okay but and then, then they got taken again but before they were able to deliver yeah they were taken again and right yeah and then some of these women were taken multiple other times and yep. met those children now i'm sorry that's exactly what your bible says happened in genesis the sixth yeah. chapter yeah the only difference is they're a little smarter, okay? They're smarter in two ways. Number one, they didn't let the baby get delivered. Yeah. Right? That unmade world news, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the second thing is, is that when they made them, most of the time when they met these children, they they could tell that they were different, but some of them said they looked exactly like us. Wait, do they get to like hang out and uh-uh. play with the kids for a while or just no. see them? They no, got they get... to see them, meet them, interact well, with them. Really? Not much, a little bit. Wow. Bit. One yeah. lady was real particular, said that she'd met the, you know, her offspring multiple times, yeah. right? Just wow, so, I gotta watch and, this. and one of them, you know, was clearly saying it was, you know, human-like. Right? Yeah, but there's mul- like, the, yeah, multiple children, like again, a lot. 
again, we have to take it with a grain of salt. But the point is, it's exactly what's in your Bible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, let's let's keep going. Let's just see where this goes. So we learned a few things from them that they're doing a couple things different that to make this not go the same way it went last time. So when you look at alien abductions, and this is really important, because alien abductions are who it happens to. These people are not psychotic, right? And when they describe yeah. these these abductions... It's exactly like Peter's, you know, experience when he got to escape from prison. Mm -hmm. They floated through walls. The chains fell off of them, right? And so they're literally in the UFO community. They say that if an abduction starts, it cannot be stopped, Hmm. right? Because it's not your, you can't stop it, okay? Now, guess what? That's not true, as we're going to find out. So there's a guy by the name of um, Joe Jordan, Mm -hmm. right? And Joe Jordan... Um, is a MUFON instructor for, I think, 17 years or so, and he was not a Christian, and he ran across a case where, using the name of Jesus, stopped an abduction in its tracks. Wow, wow, wow. Now, that ought to give every Christian, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, some some pause there, right? Mm-hmm. So the real reality is is that if there's only two kinds of beings in the world mm-hmm. that God created, angels and humans, mm-hmm. and something else shows up, yeah. What is a Christian likely to say? Well, it's either one of two things. It's either a fallen angel or mm-hmm. it's one of God's angels. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So here you have these people are being abducted. Okay, And this guy is a massive atheist. In fact, I watch this whole thing. You can see him on YouTube. Um, he's got, I believe, 120 cases of this now. Um, only about 80 of them are willing to go on record. But I watched quite a few of them, and they're really compelling. And it's Joe uh, Jordan. All you have to do is uh, alien abduction, stop by Jesus' name, okay? Mm. So we've told our kids, for example, the same thing. You know, if you have anything in, you know, bothering you in the night, we, we pray. Yeah. We use the name of Jesus because this is the name above all names. Now, in that video, believe it or not, the most compelling part, the last person he had testified, the one I watched, which we have a link to, was the guy who talked about Joe Jordan before he became a Christian. And he was a Christian. He said that he absolutely gave up on Joe. He did not pray for Joe. He did not talk to Joe without anything like that because nobody humiliated him as a Christian more than this guy. Mm. But this guy is a staunch investigator. And he cannot come up with one reason why an extraterrestrial from another planet would have to obey the name of Jesus. And wow. you know what? This, folks, is exactly what's going to happen to us as Christians. When we start to see these things happening, God is going to need us to use his name, right? We're going to need to know these skills that the Bible says. And these people cried out to Jesus and stopped this thing in its tracks. Right. And every time you look in the Bible, too, when, when people cried out to Jesus, like you take um, uh, in Peter, mm-hmm. when you know he looks down mm-hmm. at the water, it says he cried out and immediately God mm-hmm. grabbed his hand. So, And, and there's several times where mm-hmm. people cried out to Jesus. And it always says immediately right out there. So... You now, know. he also sees exactly the same thing, that there is a connection between Satan's desire to have a seed okay, and the modern Nephilim, okay, the alien agenda tying in. But here's the kicker. Okay, Dr. David Jacobs is the 30-plus years he has studied alien abductions more than anybody else. And when they interviewed him, they asked him one question. Mm-hmm. The first was, what do the, all these alien abductions have in common? And he says it's their absolute obsession with genetic material. Now that ought to raise some alarm. What did I say at the beginning? 
a DNA swab is all we need. And these things are happening. And when they do, they're obsessed with getting people's genetic material. And then they asked him, exactly what do you make of all that? He says, there's only one thing you can make of it. They have their own breeding program. Mm. Now, what does that sound like, folks? That sounds like exactly what was happening in Genesis, the sixth chapter. This is happening again. We have another witness right here in the world. But again, Christians aren't recognizing it because we've lost the genetic narratives of the Bibles, right? So this is what I'm trying to say. You talk about this idea of literal seed. Okay, that's what this man thinks. And he is not a Christian, right? So another guy that I love is by the name of Pastor Billy Crone. And he used to have a lot of stuff on YouTube. You could get a lot of his stuff. Um, He's tightened up on that. But one of my favorite things he ever did is uh, a a sermon he talked about how aliens act like demons. And he has a huge long list of exactly, he goes through the Bible, he shows you exactly the correlation. Now, Billy's an interesting guy. He's a Baptist minister. uh, But when he was saved, he came out of the New Age movement. So he was doing remote viewing, astral projection, and out-of-body experiences. So he knows all this stuff is real, right? And so he understands this connection of the New Age and channeling and how these spirits that they're channeling from, they actually keep telling these channelers that they're aliens from another planet, So he's starting to see the connection between these spiritual, and again, what the Bible say about the end times, that we would have the doctrines of demons. And so where is this new age movement coming from? It's being channeled. What are these channeling spirits telling these people that are channeling? They're saying, I'm a alien from Mm. another planet. Mm. Mm -hmm. So here we have proof that these, the new age movement, okay, is being funded by what? supernatural revelations by aliens and this is what they're calling themselves right Mm -hmm. so this is why i'm telling you this stuff is happening this correlates exactly with the bible this correlates exactly with the alien agenda so and a lot of these um these new agey meditation things right where these people go um i can go into this now right yeah when these people go really deep um so (laughs) Uh, especially like the new age stuff. So there's a whole practice with that too, especially when um, people get real deep in, like they recommend that you go vegan um, because doing this, right, you carry less weight, you're less dense. It's easier for uh, these spirits to enter you, right? I'm out. Right. right. (laughs) Um, And so a lot of these people will tell you that they, you know, they would um, meditate when they were real deep into it, four or five hours, eight hours a day. Um, and, um, uh, they would do that Shakti pot thing where their guru, you know, third eye and have their spirit guides enter them. Right. And, um, in the DMT experience, right. That they do. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, you're stealing our thunder for the next show. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I won't go too far into that. But anyway, um, (laughs) there's this guy that said, you know, he would do in the desert, he would go meditate, um, and to speak to aliens um, you know, that was his thing. And he would get people out there saying that they would always see a UFO. Yeah. Well, wow. and he said, they, uh, and they, but one of the things, uh, I can't remember his name, but he would say he would go out there and he would ask, you know, these, these aliens or these spirit guides would come and help him find the aliens. And um, they would talk to him. He would ask them questions about religion. It's really, but we'll talk about that next time. Then I don't want to go too too deep into it because it gets re- it gets very specific, especially when they start talking to the um, the spirit guides that help them get to that place to 
to, you know, with the aliens and it gets really bizarre. So yeah. this is what I'm going to say because we, we are going to head towards the end, but this is kind of the end. We're going to come really back to this almost a whole session or two on this particular subject. But here's what I want you to get. The Bible does talk about an abyss and it's an underground prison for spirits. These spirits don't have bodies, right? And they're punished for what they did in the days of Noah. So what do you think they're going to do when they come out? The same thing they did the last time you're here, which were in the days of Noah, which is why it's going to be like as in the days of Noah mm-hmm. in the end. So when you start to understand that, what are these entities that are now finally able to communicate, interact with humanity? What are they going to say? Hi, I'm a demon. Uh, I've been in prison for 6,000 hey, years. Up, you want to play? <laughs> yeah, right. No. Right. What's their, you, you think about evolution. Evolution, the whole thing, even though it's completely defunct as Absolutely. far as as far as any real you know idea of, of information coming out of nothing right? right you know the whole thing was to get us to realize that there must be what we, if we don't know where life came from here it had to come where right you know dawkins is just literally saying yeah he's completely uncomfortable with the idea especially the god of the bible being mm-hmm. the creator right mm-hmm. but he's completely okay with what aliens being <laughs> the reason why they seeded life here on this planet mm. you know so whenever they show like movies of like these these um demonic type creatures or like even in the future or you know there's like space and aliens and everything um you know my problem is that you know you guys are so advanced or even like um, you've been around and you have all this power, you know, like even the demons and everything. How come they always live in such um, literal hell holes? Like nobody's had a broom. Nobody's had sanitizer. Like nobody cleans. Like do you guys not have heaters? I don't understand. It's filthy. Like it's like thousands of years. Nobody's heard of sanitizer or cleansing products. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't been to those places. But that's no, exactly like, what people or, say. Or even like future world. You guys, your clothes are holy. Like nobody knows how to knit or fix anything there's no sewing machines but you're wearing a lot of leather and totally. metal stuff like i don't get it where's your tailor like that that leather's hard to sew through you've got to have a pretty good serger somewhere i don't get it well we have to be prepared because the bible says that when they come out they are going to present themselves these entities will present themselves as what saviors mm-hmm. because they're what false messiahs Right? They would mm-hmm. lie. And they're going, Demons would lie. And they're what? going to have lying wonders. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some mm-hmm. truth in their lies. Right. Does That's that how that sense? works. Yes. Yeah. And yes. so yes. this the all, best liars. This all goes know back. How to mix it. And we're going to show you the spiritual narratives, okay, that explain the supernatural world, explain ghosts, explain demonic possession. Ooh. All of this stuff is in your Bible. And we're going to blow it up on the next session, right? But the question here really is, why is the church being so politically correct? Rob? Well, I mean, I think there's a few reasons. Is they, they don't want to scare churchgoers right. for one reason. You know, they if, if I talk about something like this, they're going to say, I'm crazy this, I'm crazy that. But if they yeah. would actually, you know, pull out their Bibles, take out, you know, say, hey, let's put, I say address, let's go to this address. Let, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's. Let's look at this. Let's meditate on this verse for a while. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? And I think if they took the time and just did it, I think it'd be okay. But I think they're just afraid. They're afraid of, of running people off, which, listen, if you're doing that, then you're in the wrong business. I'm yeah. sorry. And, it's, and it's, it's not just one church. It's like the church, and we have to do something. And that's why, you know, what we're talking about, we say in our description you know we do yeah. we talk about things that are off limits to the church topics that are off limits to the church but again everything that we talk about here 
you know, we can back up with scripture and in the Bible, you know. So again, it's important to get in our Bibles, and, and, and it's just, it is just so alarming that the church is so so afraid of this. And you know, we're gonna have to answer to Jesus about this too. You know, I, I take um, what I do as being an ordained pastor. I, I take it seriously, and I know that I'm going to be held to a certain standard. So you know, I, I need to learn more too. You know, I need to get in this, and, and I'm really happy to be a part of this show too because I can say, you know, look, I, I gave it my best shot. I I did everything that I could do. So uh, I'm not worried about offending people and all that stuff because I'm, I'm out for their life. You know, this yeah. is their life. This is their eternity that we're you, talking about. You know, I have a Ph.D., and he's a good friend of mine and uh, graduated from Dallas Theological, and he just doesn't believe in the transhumanism's agenda. He doesn't believe that changing your DNA is a problem, right? It's what he believes. So all I tell him is really simple. Well, it's here. <laughs> You're going to have a choice about whether to keep your DNA or not. Right? It's, it's happening right now. It's called a vaccine. Okay, God wrote your DNA. So what are you going to tell people? You're a pastor. What are you going to tell them? He says, well, in general, if God wrote it, it seems like a bad idea to change it. Okay, great. That's all I'm saying <laughs> that we are on page one. We are all together on this. Does that make sense? Why can't we at least say that? Right. Right. I mean, that's, you know, jump through all the hoops. We've argued it's a bad idea. And to change anything that God is doing. And that's the choice. The mark of the beast is a new choice that Satan is going to offer humanity that they have never had before. And that is right in front of us. And that's why this is the precursor. Now, listen to what I want to say here. This is Proverbs 24, 11, and 12. If you do nothing in a difficult time, your strength is limited. Do You know, I know this is a difficult time. And that's why I've decided to do the best I can. I mean, I'm not a mega pastor. I don't have unlimited money. I am a finite human being doing the best I can, just like you guys are. But again, it it strengthens me to know that the world and America has already been saved twice, okay, Mm. by lay people like Mm. myself to stand up, right? And it says, you can rescue those, what? If you're strong, you can rescue those being taken off to death and save those stumbling towards the slaughter. Mm. And that's what our Bible, Proverbs, calls us, okay? Don't be limited. Mm. Now's the time, okay? We are soldiers in the war, right? It doesn't mean we pick up the same weapon that they're gonna pick up, you know? And so that's what I think when you look at Jesus says, hey, when you see these things happening, okay, it's stand up first and then lift up your heads, right? And so what does that mean to you, standing up? Right. It says, don't be milk toast, right? Don't be, like you said, like your friend's like, well, if, if God said, no, it's saying stand up, tell other people, warn them because we have an obligation because we know, we know something. And if you, you know, it's like, if you can see something ahead and you see your friend running towards something innocently, not seeing it, you have that obligation to say, hey, something's coming. Let me help. Let me say something. Let me warn you. Because at least I, I'm i going to warn you. If I can save you, I'm going to try. Right? And if we know, we have an obligation. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Right? Because we know, we know something now. So, you know, we can stand up and say, hey, here it is. You know, you can make your own choices, but. And the church has the truth. We have our Bibles. And we also, again, if we know what's happening in the world and we know our Bibles, we are in a great position, you know. But what's happening is, you know, we, we everybody knows we're losing our freedoms left and right. And the only reason we're losing them is because we're letting them. Right. Right? And so we really can't afford to be neutral. No. Hate has come upon us. And hate will not allow us to have a choice. 
right? And so we have this decision to make. We are going to maintain our choice. And you think about all the, the freedoms we lost with our kids, our family, our friends, right? Whether a man is a man, a woman is a woman, so on and so forth, mm -hmm. right? You know, Jesus was killed for political reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it, mm -hmm. right? And so this idea of milquetoast Christian, right? Mm -hmm. The idea that we have to be a peacemaker, you cannot make peace with hate. Right. We can only make peace with those people that can what? They haven't made their choice. Right. Mm. But people that have made their choice, there's nothing we can really do, and we can't go along with it. Right. You know, we all we can do is say, "This is where I am, and I cannot move anymore towards you." Right. Right. And you said it best. We have an obligation. That's yeah. that's so good. And I, I I think I've said this on the show maybe before, but I went to a doctor, uh, one of my doctors, and um, uh, I was talking to him, and for whatever reason, I just said, "So you you don't believe in God, huh?" I I don't even know how it came out of my mm -hmm. mouth. I have no idea. And he looked at me and says, "What?" He goes, what did you say? I said, so why don't you believe in God? He goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, why would you ask me that? I said, I don't know. He goes, why? I see. He goes, you know what the difference is between you and me, you believers and me? I said, what's that? He goes, I would never ask you a question like that. Why so I said to him, I said to him, well, the only reason I asked you is because I care about you and because right. I like you. Yeah. And so that's why I did. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? I need to come and hear one of your sermons one of these days. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't, you know, I didn't get argumentative with yeah. him or anything like that. I was like, the, the reason I'm telling you is because I care about you. So if you go at people with, with, with love and okay. caring and not going at them aggressively and right. arguing, again, First Peter 3, 15, 16, you know, defend the faith with gentleness yeah. and respect. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, again, like you said, we have an obligation to do so. That's right. I always tell, you know, when I'm talking to people and, uh, you know, and I didn't get this either, um, because, you know, I was a domino Christian. <laughs> That's a rap strip. Yes, um, I know. I like it. I like it. Um, you know, and what I, is a domino Christian? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll take the bait. No, 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 no. no but, um, I, I didn't get this either, you know, because sometimes I was like, oh, Christians are so pushy. Um, but now I understand it more from you know the Christian perspective is that um, if I am a Christian, if I believe what I say I believe and uh, then I and I see you and you're not a Christian, I would have to hate you to not try to tell you what's out there uh, as far as like if you die and you're not a Christian right. you know eternity's a long time oh, to spend you know in hell right yeah. mm. and so i would have to hate you to not right. try and tell you about salvation and what's available in the love of jesus christ right and so i am obligated out of love it you know and so it's like you can call that pushy but if i truly believe what i say i believe i have to try yeah absolutely, right? absolutely. and that so you know that's the perspective and so really it's like that's all that is, people. It's not because, you know, Christians like to be pushy. Yeah. It's because we believe what we say we believe. And if we do, we have to try. And, and you think about our world's reality of love, right? I fell in love and all of a sudden it's almost like magic. Mm. It's, it's yeah. really that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's this it alternate reality where nothing has to make sense. But real love is not any of those things. Right. Yeah. right. It's not infatuation. It's not an erotic thing, right? right? It is a decision. Yeah. And see, love has decided who and what it will be, right? And how it feels about you. Yeah. It's, it's made a commitment, a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what love is. And God has made that love. You know, and it's getting more difficult because, let's face it, 
there's coming a point right now very soon where if you're going to be a Christian, you're not going to be able to believe what's on television. If yeah. you're going to be a Christian, you're, you're not going to be deceived by things that will be deceiving most people. Yeah. There, there's an electness here. And, and the church is in no way, it continues to dumb down our Bibles. It continues to pretend as if none of this is going to happen. Again, we talked about those theological and then we talked about their prophetic assumptions. Well, we're just not going to be here. That's really mm -hmm. a big part of that, right? So we have to be here. We have to realize that Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. And that's Matthew 28, 20. So Jesus is here. The gospel is still being preached, but there is something happening and we cannot ignore it any longer. And I just pray for you guys that you'll be able to mm -hmm. see some of this. You'll realize the Bible is the most interesting book. It's absolutely, if you don't know your Bible, you don't know what's going on in the world. Yeah, what do they mm. say? Like, how six percent of the Christians have actually read their Bible complete? Oh, yeah, it's scary. It's yeah. very scary. You can see these topics. There's just no way that they have heard about a lot of these topics, etc., yeah. etc. And so that's why we're here. We want you to know, and we want because the Bible says it. And if the Bible says it, then I get to say it. Uh, I'm just good enough for me. Yep. <laughs> you know. Right. And as far and again, like just I know we're wrapping it up, but like you were saying earlier, wait, cause, I'm cause just starting getting started. Oh, we're just getting started. Oh. oh no oh, we're just taking it from right now we're only at the hour mark so did you why see not? the oxygen go out of the room <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, what, <laughs> no what i was gonna say though is you know yeah so it may not happen in our time or while i'm alive but yeah but what about your kids and yeah. your kids kids and your kids 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 so oh, it's not yeah, even gonna take it's not that gonna long. take that long of course but i mean that's that's being selfish though if you mm -hmm. think about it you're not you're not thinking about your kids then yeah. if, if you're if yeah. maybe you're not gonna be here okay maybe you're not happening next couple years but what about you know who knows when here's the last thing i'm going to say about that because to me when i bring this stuff up again i won't be there or you know look at what's happening around the world people really are going to starve to death because of this mm. people really are going to lose their job and lose everything yeah. because they won't take a vaccine mm -hmm. right you know i met a girl like i said the other day at, at bush gardens and she's the only girl who hasn't taken the vaccine because this california company right and so she's the only person who doesn't have to wear, um, she has to wear a mask. Mm. She, they, she's being singled out. Imagine the peer pressure she do, feels every single day going there. And I'm going to end with this because last night I woke up and I was thinking about that story about the lady in France, in France and uh, was, was saying, hey, you can't go anywhere now. She couldn't go to a restaurant. They wouldn't let her in, right? And these are the things that are happening. She always thought, that the Americans would never put up with this mm -hmm. and that somehow America would save France from basically becoming a communist country. You know, yeah. like you're okay with putting people in what's called um, home concentration camp. You're, you're under house arrest. You don't get to go nowhere, do anywhere, and you don't lose your job. And if you don't lose your job, you, you lose all your money. And eventually all you lose all your money, you're going to lose your house. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be in a concentration camp, which will probably be called a welfare camp too, mm. because of all these people that will have nothing, be nothing. Yeah. And mm. uh, you, you see where it would only lead to all these people being in some kind of camp mm -hmm. because they've lost everything. Yeah. 
right? Mm, so sad. So this is exactly what what Hitler did. Yep. He marked them first, mm-hmm. right? This is what the Chinese government does. This is what Russia does. This is not what America does. And if America, if this is not the generation that can stand up to this, then we're all lost. Yeah. And if it's always, again, about us, for me, it's really simple. What have they already enacted? Okay. Yeah, the first thing they enacted once they passed the vaccine passports, all healthcare providers had to take it, mm. right? When they do that, I'm out of a job. Yeah. I honestly yeah. believe I've got about another year to a year and a half left, and I live in Florida. Mm. And that's the way I'm budgeting my life. Yeah. You know, and if they're going to come after me and my license, after all the 30 years that I have of service to the human race, about helping people and taking their pain away every day, yeah. Right. If somehow I am no longer a part of this society because I believe in in being the temple of the Holy Spirit and that I don't need some experimental genetic vaccination. Well, then this is just my gig. And I'm I think my body is more important than that. And I hope that you will think this way as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's getting real, folks. And even though they come for me first, they're already coming for people around the world. And you can't go, well, it's not me yet. It's not me yet. No. Now is the time. If they if they put this net in place, it's it's done deal. The beast will take over the world. There will be no more freedom. And uh, so God bless you guys. And I hate to end with that, but that is the call. That's the call that's really in front Another of all of us. Another happy show. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But we do please review. <laughs> Oh, no. But how we uplifted your day right oh, no. there. Should we end well, there? Well, God is, is with me, you know, and, and I believe that that's true. And I, I pray for my brothers and sisters around the globe. And I know when all the churches were shut down in California, the churches didn't band together for them either. So let's just pray for those countries and pray for those people. And we're going to be praying for you as we see these things happen. So God bless you, and we love you. We love you, and please come back. Do we have any fun games to play first? <laughs> no, we, we, maybe we should. Maybe we should end with a, a quick, like, um, you know, this or that. Rapid fire, maybe. rapid fire, rapid yeah, fire. Okay, let's, let's do a quick rapid fire. Wait, what was the question she didn't want to answer the other day? Um, oh, yeah, let's let's do Okay, Rob, um, mayonnaise, dejeunese, or luciferinase? Pick one. Mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite hobby? Oh, watching my son play baseball. Boring. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, sunrise, sunset. Definitely sunset. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite food? Pizza. Uh, I got to say French fries. All Actually, right. it's steak. I changed Ooh, my mind. But... What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Broccoli. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, Kevin. Prima Donna. I just got passed by yeah, right? I just got next. Totally. <laughs> Kevin, what's your favorite food? Um, whatever my wife makes, and it's always the no. best. Suck up. Wow. Suck up. Right. And also everything my mother makes. Oh, that's it. All right. There you go. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Oh, man. Probably those ants that we ate there. On oh, the, yeah. The, they were termites. Termites. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, we ate wow. termites. And where were we? And they were eating Honduras. a mint tree, so they said, you need to taste these ants because they'd be minty fresh. No, they tasted like oranges. Yep. Like oranges? Uh-huh. Oh. They were good. I mean, you know, I don't want to eat a whole bunch of them, but, you know. Okay, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, I pretty much love the mountains. But it's also high, and you need a four-wheel drive. So, 
Okay. <laughs> and you need a four-wheel drive. I mean, all, all the right. snow, you know. I like the snow, but all right, that's so not rapid fire. That's boring fire. What? Stop it! <laughs> what are you doing? You're killing this, Kev. Stop Man, it! I'm starting to have second thoughts about it. <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> Too much pressure. I can't do it. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Uh, who's your inspiration and why, Kev? Make it short, though. Well, definitely <laughs> Jesus. Right. Okay. Yeah. Favorite cake flavor. Favorite cake flavor. Um. Definitely chocolate. Uh, okay, what was your best subject in school? Uh, turns out chemistry, actually. Okay, oh. what scares you? My wife. She scares me. <laughs> She's mad. I feel fear. That's mm. probably pretty smart, yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite hobby? Well, um, anything my boys want to do with me, that's the way it goes these days. <laughs> I don't know if you about you, but you're, they get a little older. Dad's not as cool anymore, and you're like... All right, I get it. I right, remember Rob. those days. Oh wait, I get to ask you one now. Oh, no. oh yes. yeah, oh I yeah, suck. I oh, suck yeah. at this. I'm terrible. No, you're good. You're good. Texting or talking? Texting. Mm, favorite day of the week? Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't, I don't know. Interesting. The last. Oh, this is a good one. Last song you downloaded? Can you remember that one? Oh yeah. Um, uh, Coastline by Hollow Coves. Mm. Okay. Oh, this is this is good too. Um, I just, I, you know, I know I'm getting old because I just um, bought uh, Folk Yeah Volume One and Folk Yeah Volume Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, you're gonna wait. This is the best question we've had since mm. the show started. This Uh-oh. this actually is good. Ready? Ready? This is serious Uh-oh. though. This okay. is a serious question. Okay. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat an animal cracker? No, <laughs> absolutely not. All right, there we go. That that's all I have for you, and I think we're done. Are we done? Or you uh, want more? Yep. You want more? Oh no! What is what? your favorite? Oh, what was your childhood nickname? Oh what? no, I'm not sharing that. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh um, I'm trying to think. I did have one too. Oh, they, I said I would just call Robbie instead of Rob. That was it. That's yeah. just so oh, embarrassing. It was kind of boring. I know. Robbie. I was, I was. I was called. Um, Kimmy Crack Corn. Really? Kimmy Crack Corn, and I don't care. Wow. Kimmy Crack Corn. I've heard that song before. Yeah, my grandpa used to sing it to me all the time. (laughs) Um, It's just funny. All right. um, Would you rather? Oh, would you rather? Yeah, we'll just do that really quick. Um, Would you rather take one vacation that lasts four weeks or four vacations that last one week? Four. That lasts one week? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, Would you rather live on a boat or out of a car? Boat. Boat. Oh, look at this. Okay. Um, would you rather eat only vegetables or fruit for a year? <laughs> fruit. Ooh, oh, he's going to say veg. Probably vegetables. Yeah, see? Um, would More you... sustaining. Not so much sugar, Rob. Oh, yeah, know. that's a lot of that's sugar. That's why I said diabetes. it. Diabetes, <laughs> yeah. That's not fun. No. No diabetes in Jesus' name. No diabetes. No di- <laughs> well, you're not really, you're not going to eat fruit for only a year. I have a feeling. Okay. No, not having it. Okay, would you rather be president or prime minister? Uh, I would rather be president. Yeah, I don't, I don't, what's the difference really? Would you rather be able to kill any three people, past or present in the world, or be able to to choose what age you die at? What a weird question. Whoa, you have to reread that. Would you rather be a murderer or kill what, or decide what age you die at. That's really Ooh. weird. That's a bizarre. That's just such a hard question. That's a Because then you one. could kill anyone. You could be like, Hitler. <laughs> That's um, true. That's true. You know, but, um, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We keep saying we love you. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it's done. All right, guys. Well, be sure to um, 
Tune in next time and uh, please rate, uh, review, subscribe. Please, we need it. We need it, please. Like the um, Facebook pages. Yes, follow our social medias. And remember the articles. Of the technologies. A lot of the articles we're talking about and the references are on all propastors. Okay, Winbag, let's just go. Yep. God bless you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. See (laughs) you.